Welcome to the Lose Your Cravings podcast, taking a different approach to a seemingly endless problem with your host, Kisa Amaro, Certified Integrative Health Coach. Welcome back, my friends. I am so glad you are joining me today. I have some awesome info for you today, and we are talking all about how our brain is affected by the foods we eat. Now, before you say, but I thought this podcast was all about mindset and not about food, I want to tell you that I am not here to tell you what to eat and what not to eat. I'm not here to tell you what foods are good and bad. That's not the point of this podcast at all. What I'm hoping is that you will really understand that the food we choose to put in our bodies has an effect on our brain. Our brain releases neurotransmitters based on what we eat and it affects how we crave food. So this is what I would like to call a fact-based episode where I'll share facts and biology of the brain and you can get a better understanding of just why you have major cravings. So what causes your urges and how you can reduce your cravings. So let's dive in. So here's a fact that will probably explain a lot if you are struggling with cravings, overeating, and binge eating. We are hardwired to crave certain foods. That is correct. We are hardwired as humans to crave certain foods. And these foods include salt, fat, and sugar. Sound familiar? So this was really useful when we lived in a cave and had to hunt and gather our food. You know, we didn't have grocery stores. We didn't really even have farms, right? We needed some sort of motivation to go out and get food and to remember what kind of food was good and would give us energy or else we would die, right? And we crave fat because it is a calorie-dense food. And when food is scarce, when you're searching for your food, you want to get all the calories you can get. So fat is like the most bang for your buck with nine calories per gram versus carbohydrates and proteins with just four calories per gram. Now we crave sugar because it's the fastest source of energy. If you need energy now, sugar is the way to go. And remember, sugar for a caveman came in the form of things like root vegetables, vegetables and some fruit. That was it. There were no snicker bars, no ice cream or cookies. And the sugar came along with fiber as well, right? Which slowed the release of sugar into the blood. So we didn't get as much of a, like a high from sugar, right? Um, And then we crave salt to keep us hydrated and our electrolytes balanced, right? We need salt in our diet. Now here's the kicker. (laughs) Whenever we eat a fatty, sweet, or salty food, we get a hit of dopamine, which is a feel-good neurotransmitter, sorry, neurotransmitter in our brain. And it creates pleasure in our brain and it makes us happy. So that's like when we are like in the moment of eating, biting into a cookie or you know, taking a bite of ice cream that it just feels so good and pleasurable, right? 
it's because our body or our brain is releasing this neurotransmitter and it brings pleasure, right? And it was there for a good reason when we needed it. We needed a hit of pleasure in order to keep us alive and coming back for more food. Our brain was like, this food is amazing. I need to remember it and come back for more and this will keep me alive. But now in our modern society where convenience and processed food is all around, we get a concentrated hit of dopamine that creates a highly intense pleasure in our brain, which results in an over desire for foods and then overeating, right? And food companies are well aware of these primal cravings and the effect of dopamine on our brains and our actions, right? And they have scientists who create flavorings that hit these pleasure sensors in our brain, which creates an intense craving for the food. And that's when we find ourselves going back for more again and again. And even when we swear that we're not going to go back and eat whatever food, we're not going to eat those chips again, right? Or I'm just going to have one, right? It's so hard just to have like a couple chips. You just want to have more and more because you're hitting that sensor, um, that um, pleasure area in the brain and creating pleasure, right? So after hearing this, you're probably thinking, I've got no chance to lose my cravings. Like this seems impossible if I'm hardwired to crave fat, salt, and sugar. Well, not so, not so fast, my friend, okay? Uh, cravings may seem impossible to resist or avoid, and I agree, avoiding and resisting your cravings is not the answer and will just make your cravings stronger. So let's go back to Psych 101 in college. Uh, you probably remember Pavlov's dogs, right? Well, when the dogs were fed, a bell was rung right? The dogs salivated because they were eating. They loved this food, right? And this routine was done over and over and over again. So ring the bell, give them food, the dogs, or they put the food in front of them, ring the bell, and then the dogs salivate, they eat the food. And this was done so many times. And then finally, they rang the bell, but then didn't give the dogs the food. And guess what happened? The dogs salivated. Anyway, even though the food was not there, so it's not the bell, it's not like they wanna eat the bell, they want the food right, right? So now when we see like the Starbucks logo, we start thinking about that caramel macchiato, which is so delicious, or we see the freezer case in the grocery store and we think about our favorite ice cream. Can you relate? Cause that was me, right? And you know, we've created a conditioned response. And since these highly concentrated foods give, give us a concentrated amount of dopamine, our brains want, no, they need the food or else you'll die, right? That's what your brain is thinking. Like, I need this food. This food will keep me alive. And for all of my office fans out there, um, Jim conditions Dwight to ask him for a tic-tac when Jim turns his computer on, right? It makes that sound when you turn your computer on and he offers Dwight a tic-tac every time, like day after day. And then finally, 
one day he turns, Jim turns his computer on, it makes the sound and Dwight sticks out his hand for a tic-tac. And Jim's like, what, what do you want? So he conditioned uh, Dwight. So are we doomed? And I am happy to say that you are not doomed. You can reverse a conditioned response. And it's very simple. When you see the Starbucks logo, you don't get the caramel macchiato. Or when you go down the freezer aisle at the grocery store, you don't get the ice cream, right? And now I said this was very simple, right? However, it's not easy. <laughs> There's, those are two different things, right? Very simple. It's like, you see this, don't do it, right? You see this, don't get the ice cream. However, it's not easy to do. And there are going to be things that come up for you. Your brain is going to tell you that you need the ice cream or else you will die. Your brain will try everything it can to get that ice cream into your belly because it thinks that it's going to be your last meal and that you need it in order to survive. See, our brains just haven't evolved to handle this highly concentrated amounts of sugar and fat and salt that are available to us now, right? And if you are thinking that this will be impossible for you, I completely understand. I thought the same thing too. I thought that I would have my cravings for the rest of my life and that, what, that this was a problem that I was going to have to deal with for the rest of my life. I was just going to, it was just going to be there. I'm going to have to like resist the cake at parties. I'm going to have to, you know, say no to the ice cream, all these things. But I am here to help you lose your cravings and I will be sharing how to allow your cravings and be present and to not act on them. Because when you don't act on your cravings, it lessens the strength of the craving. And the more times you allow your cravings without acting on them, the weaker the craving will be. You see, Pavlov reversed the conditioned response with the dogs. After ringing the bell and not giving the dogs the food so many times, the dogs stopped salivating when they heard the bell, right? So they would ring the bell, no salivation, right? They no longer associated the sound of the bell with food. And you can do this too, my friends. It is possible. I've done it. I work with clients. Um, and this is really like my specialty as far as like getting rid of these cravings and not just resisting or avoiding them, but really allowing them to be there, processing them. And so they become weaker and weaker over time. And if you want to dive deeper into this topic and see how you can lose your cravings once and for all and really be at peace around your favorite food, then I invite you to book a call with me. And in this call, we will take a deeper dive into what you are struggling with and just how I can support you. So if you would like to book a call, just send an email to kisa.amaro at gmail.com. That's K-E-Y-S-A dot A-M-A-R-O at gmail.com or contact me on social media to book your complimentary call. And it's totally free. Um, and then join me for my next episode where we will 
really see if your cravings and overeating is caused by your emotions. Like, is your emotions causing your cravings? We're going to take a deeper dive into that and um, I'll help you explore that. And lastly, I invite you to join my Lose Your Cravings community where we dive deeper into emotional eating, overeating, and how to reduce and even eliminate your cravings, really. So just head on over to Facebook and search Lose Your Cravings and join my group. It's simple. It's free. I hope to see you there. Uh, take care, my friends, and I'll see you next time. Bye.